I can see you out there, Kevin. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, Kellen Olsen joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Wolf, as I said, we had the three-day weekend. Kellen did not have a three-day weekend. <laughs> Kellen had a three-day right. work week leading into a work week, basically. <laughs> Kellen, thanks for the time, man. What's going on? That time of year, fellas. Hello. Um, this one, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but I'd be lying if I said on Friday when we were doing the show, I expected to be talking about Bradley Beal on the Suns as soon as Tuesday. How 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 different of a move was this in your mind? Uh, it was very different. It was extremely unorthodox, and I think that what really got hammered over the weekend on, on Sunday and Monday is just how the Suns are using a different mindset than just about everyone else. I think that the majority of the league, if not everyone, is going to look at this second apron, look at these luxury tax penalties, not only in just the amount of money that teams will have to pay, but how it restricts their team-building abilities going forward over those years where they are under the second apron. And they're going to be there, there was going to be a team that looked at this as an opportunity to pick up players on hefty salaries and, and get them for pennies, essentially, because of the situation and, and how teams just weren't able to really take on that, that risk, quote-unquote, and teams not looking at it as a risk. And that's kind of what I looked at Saturday night and kind of trying to figure out how exactly this makes sense for the Suns, what exactly it could do. And I think we saw that, right? I mean, that we were – spending weeks looking at what they could potentially get for Chris Paul, what it could open up. And Landry Shaman is obviously a guy who really didn't have a trade market. It was just more about his salary potentially opening up things with it being on an expiring deal. And, and to get Bradley Beal for the return they did is, is really outstanding work from a trade value perspective. And it's, it's more about the fit on the basketball court, which is pretty good in my opinion as well. I think the Suns did really well here. Yeah, that was the question I was going to ask you right there. Are you digging the chili of this trade based on the talent they have acquired? And how do you think that's going to mesh with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker? Absolutely. I think a fair bit of it has to do exactly with what they're going to be able to do in terms of free agency and in terms of potentially trading DeAndre, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. We just don't know what the rest of the roster looks like. So until we see that, I don't think it's fair to fully evaluate the trade because just like when the Suns made the Kevin Durant trade four months ago, like they, they have a, they have a really good idea of when they make this type of trade, what their options are going to look like going forward and what they will be targeting and what their alternatives were and, and so on. I think that there is just going to be no team that can defend these guys, uh, we talked about this when Kevin Durant got here, and something Chris Paul talked about is that someone on Minnesota, for like when they played Minnesota, Jalen McDaniels was a guy that was typically pestering Chris Paul, but when Kevin Durant got here, he was having Jalen McDaniels guard Kevin Durant, so now uh, like a typical point guard was guarding Chris Paul. And I know rightfully so people are talking about the defense, and, and that'll come with due time, but when you're talking about teams defending Booker in a Bradley Beal backcourt, that pretty much means a point guard is going to have to guard one of those guys. Like, can you imagine like Mike Conley having to guard one of those two guys? I don't really know how teams are going to be able to defend them and match up with them and not overcompensate to what do you do? Do you help the guy with the worst matchup? Okay, if you're helping him, you're probably helping out Booker or Durant a bit. There's just going to be no real way to defend them. And part of what I love about this, Wolf, is that I think we saw with Kevin Durant is that he demands attention and often two bodies whenever he gets there. But in terms of scoring at the rim and getting within three to five feet, 
not really his strong suit at this point in his career. Bradley Beal wants to live at the rim. His rim pressure and his numbers around the rim are better than anyone mm. that the Suns have had in a recent number of years. That's where he wants to get to. He wants to get to those floaters. Yes, he scores in the mid-range a lot. Yes, he's a shooter. But I think that what Bradley Beal should mostly be known for is like a slasher, and, and that's what this team really needed, and they're getting one of the best ones in the league, obviously. Talking to Kellen Olsen, uh, Kellen, as, as far as the players that they fill out the roster with, setting aside DA for a second, but the role players, the players on the veterans minimum, uh, I guess two-part question, when do you think we'll start to get a sense of, of some of those names that those players could be? And then secondly, how much do you think those guys being on the team for a full season will help them as opposed to last year when you bring in TJ Warren, you're moving things around and everybody had to throw everything together in like four weeks? Right. I think the timing of the trades will be important because that, that's the thing. Like I say trades, and I just assume that DeAndre Ayton is going to get moved because from a team-building perspective, the limited avenues that they have going forward, it just makes sense for him to go if you can get two or three players for him in return. We'll see what exactly a potential return could have been, would have been, will be with him, but that is a factor going into free agency because it'll depend on exactly what you get. So if you don't get a center back in the DeAndre Ayton trade, okay, now you need to sign a center, and that should be more of a priority. So it's not really clear yet in terms of that, but in terms of hearing about names potentially going into free agency, that kind of stuff won't really come out as much. That's more of like a reacting in the moment. You'll remember the Jay Crowder signing two years ago pretty much coming out of nowhere. We weren't hearing about that leading up into the coming days. You think about all the guys that got on the minimum last year, we didn't really hear hear about that coming up. So those are more coming in. But, yeah, the, the point that you made just on the full season that they're going to have with this is really important. I think it's for both ends of the court because they've got just as much to figure out defensively as offensively. This is one of those things where it ha- if it happened in the middle of the season, like a Durant trade, you're just completely rebuilding your team ID. And just with how you play on both ends of the court and the style of play you're going to have, you're pretty much not going to have a true out-and-out point guard out there. It's going to be Devin Booker, but you won't have one, and that's going to take – some time and some learning, but they're going to have a whole regular season to do it, and they're still going to win a lot of games through it because they've got the most offensive firepower in the league now. So I'd be very, very interested to hear your personal opinion on this, Killer, but to Aiton or not to Aiton? That is the question. I don't think you can, Wolf. My answer hasn't really changed since the way the postseason ended. I just don't see how you can realistically go into another postseason where you have to bet on him to be consistent after what we've seen and how inconsistent he's been over the last five years. It's come with a lot of highs, but it, come, it has come with its fair share of lows, and a lot of the lows here were recent. So I just don't see how you can make another move like this. Like you were, you were going all in with the Kevin Durant trade, right, and you doubled down with Bradley Beal. So I don't know how you can make this type of gamble and then go in with an, an unknown commodity like D.A., where looking at two postseasons ago, for example, he was excellent against New Orleans. He was fantastic. If the Suns get that guy next season, they're going to win a championship. If they get the guy from the Dallas series, they're going to get eliminated in the first or the second round. Like if They just need him to be at a certain level to win, and we saw that last year, like last postseason, I should say. Yes, it was against Jokic, and it wouldn't matter that much because Chris Paul wasn't much of a factor as well. Kevin Durant wasn't the, wasn't the guy that we expected Two, but the consistency that they need from him and, and they need from just the supporting cast around these three guys is going to need to be there pretty much every night. And I just don't know how you can realistically expect that from him. So that's just on the court. And then when you look at the team building, you're talking about minimum contracts only right now unless you're able to execute another trade. So if there is enough of a market out there to trade DA and get a, a guy or two in return, maybe even three, maybe two guys to pick, 
uh, they should do it because they, they need some more balance now after what they've done. Talking to Kellen Olson, Kellen, when the Suns originally got Chris Paul, there was talk that, that Chris Paul was one of the toughest contracts in basketball to trade, uh, but they went out and they got him. And I think for the most part, Suns fans were on board, but there were some that were like, hey, this guy's already too old. What's he going to bring here? Uh, now that you've had those years with Chris Paul and the turnaround that he helped trigger for this team, what is your uh, just sort of your perception on the fact that they did have to give him up, even though it was pretty it seemed like they were going to give him up at some point this offseason, but just the thoughts on Chris Paul now that he's leaving where he ranks among all-time sons. Yeah, as far as his departure, I think the two things can be true. I think that it was time for him to move on. You know, I, I think that it was it was just his time to move on, but it's, it's also one of those things where they are going to miss him. And I think that the, the impact that he has on the court, off the court, but specifically on the court, there's just really no one like Chris Paul, just how smart he is, just how it really is like having a coach out on the floor, everything that he picks up on, everything that he calls out, just what he did for both their offense and their defense in terms of the mind that he was out there. And then you talk about his ability on the court. Sure, it faded a bit last year, but the two years prior to that, you look at those prior years and the all-NBA level that he was playing at and how just electric he was to watch on the court. I think he undoubtedly goes down as one of the greatest sons of all time. I know that it was only three years for him here, but for if you look at like the point guard stature of, of this franchise, right? You're talking about Kevin Johnson. You're talking about Steve Nash. He has a case as the best point guard in the history of the franchise. He was only here for three years, but I think that the level that he played at and how he showed that the right way and the true way to really play that position really cements him. And they're they're going to miss him a whole lot. He should be definitely held up there and just looked at as a no doubt Ring of Honor member in the future. Kellen Olson, great stuff as Thank always, you, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys.